Maya, I promise you, no matter what, I'm just not going to ever stop until I find a way to help you. This was her very wisdom that she told her daughter, Maya. When her daughter approached her and told her, Mom, I don't want to live like this anymore. She meant living with eczema. This is episode number 16 with the Global Eczema Community Influencer, Instagram influencer with over 100,000 following, fruit queen, and a good friend of mine all the way in Poland. Yes, across the globe, Yulinka Cash. Hey mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host, Mother Hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive, imperfect action, unapologetically chase your dreams, and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income. I know being mother hustler is not easy. But sisters, we are making it happen, even in this beautiful mess. Thank you so much for being present with me today. Now let's go mother the world. Yulinka Cash is the creator of a revolutionary eczema healing program. She is an author, an artist, an entrepreneur mother of three. While being able to help her own kids and then hundreds of others, she has become an eczema expert and mentor globally. Yulenka is very passionate about the healing powers of plants, holistic approach, and living foods. Her methods are very simple. Follow the laws of nature. She says, just simply changing my diet had saved my family and my own life. But I was alone at times, and only my inner positive voice has kept me going to get where I am today. Over the last five years, she has helped a number of kids and adults, individuals, mothers and families, to change their lives and achieve the vibrant health they have always dreamed of. She's on this crazy idea of taking the eczema problem to a whole new level and bringing to the world so needed relief. Her goal is to crush the myth that there is no real cure and keep helping people until the last eczema is gone. It is my great honor and pleasure to introduce you to the mother hustler mothering the world this week, 
Yulenka Cash. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so super pumped to have this wonderful, amazing world changer, game changer, Wolinka Cash. And I met her inside my mastermind, and we immediately just, you know, as a mom, I think there's always an immediate connection because there's a commonality right away as a mother. And with things that you're doing, I am just so proud to be you know your friend from a distance and she is all the way over in Poland Uh, whereabouts in Poland are you Olenka at the coast at the very coast of Poland wow and you just moved I remember you said last week when we're trying to figure out a time did you move from one house to another just from one house to another and it's also temporary because I'm planning to move to the tropics soon and I'm very excited Oh, the tropics that's where i come yeah. from which part <laughs> which part of the tropics well i'm actually thinking between thailand or which is asia between asia and south america um, central america amazing so so it's a hard decision because i uh, haven't been to central america yet i've mm-hmm. been to thailand and i think i would love both of those places so did you see those boys being rescued in the cave in Thailand? Uh, I haven't seen, but I'm uh, listening and I'm reading the story as, as yeah. it goes. So I'm happy they are free. Yeah, they, um, they have been, um, I think one diver died as they were trying to rescue them, but all 14 and the coach have been rescued. And it was really, really, I was watching it because I have an 11, yeah, 11 year old too. You know, it's like, Sometimes when it's too close like that, you're like, oh, my heart is sinking for them. Yeah. Because, you know, exactly. you put yourself in their shoe as a, as a mom. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I would die. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But like, I've actually been, I, I've, um, I've been in that area in Thailand, in the northern Thailand. It's a beautiful area, but I didn't, I mean, anyways. So cool. I'm so happy we're here. She's an Instagram influencer online, over a hundred thousand following, just a badass <laughs> at kicking <laughs> kicking some butt for, for um for eczema. And tell us like this whole journey, and this is what we're here for, is just to hear your mother hustling journey from and I know that you did this for your kids. I mean, as a mom, that's, as a mother hustler, it's what we do is we prioritize our, our motherhood first. So I'll just let you take yes. over so we can listen to your journey and, you know, casually tell us your story. It's always hard to find the beginning of this story where exactly. has it all started. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, it started when I, became a mom I think and very shortly after when my daughter started to have those eczema symptoms which is very common for uh, small babies to show them if they have that problem and that's what I currently see from other moms who come to me they like worry because those spots are showing and they don't know what to do and doctors keep telling us that this is a skin disorder and they prescribe steroid creams, they prescribe oral steroids if this is going like a little bit out of control. 
So I've been told several times in uh, different doctors' offices and practitioners and here and there looking for some help because it was just coming back and coming back. And then everybody was telling me that this is incurable and all I could do was just use some creams. And maybe here and there sometimes I've heard like not... um, not giving a, a cow milk and then instead of using goat milk or something. So that was like a one little thing about actually the food, but all the rest was just, this is a skin problem and that's it. So for years and years, I was trying to figure this out and trying to make this story short because it's been like eight years of trying to figure this out. And Finally, at some point, I just started to understand that it must be co- uh, related mm. to what we eat mm. or rather what we shall not eat because some of the foods are just uh, triggering that. Mm. And then I was also like doing a lot of research to mm-hmm. find out wow. if the medication could cause that, mm-hmm. maybe the vaccination, right? Or mm. maybe there was some kind of antibiotics that she took. So over several years, after I actually understood that uh, diet plays a big role in this whole thing, I started doing some different tests, some allergy tests. And this is the process that all people go through. Like they start from the creams and they go through the whole process of discovering that this is actually the problem deep down inside. Wow. So after another two or three years, I finally came across, there was a community, but also there was a story that I found Mm -hmm. about someone who healed themselves from chronic illness, but was not eczema, but was very close to that Mm -hmm. in terms of um, other symptoms, Mm -hmm. just by eating some fruit, like just (sighs) fruit all day or something. And I was like, for me, that information was like blowing my mind and i contacted that girl because i watched her video she responded to me i talked to her like back and forth through emails and she was able to explain to me what it was all about and i Mm. was just uh, blown away and i kind of felt deep down in my heart this is something there like i think i'm on it like i found i found something finally after those years So I started to do more research and then I just discovered the community of um, raw food movement and Mm. also the vegan movement because I had Mm. no idea that you actually can uh, be in the Instagram and have friends there and community there and you feel like the whole world is just doing that. I know. You just feel like... You just feel like everybody does just what you do. So this is really amazing. And I like, um, I think Instagram out of all the social media the most just for that thing, because I feel I'm very supported there. I don't see that other different uh, parts of the movement, right? Yeah. So I have found so much support in that community and I made so many friends and I was just kind of... um, because I was like, I felt like I was the first one. I'm pretty sure that people heal like this um, mm-hmm. from different diseases before me, right? right? But I haven't found them. I haven't found mm-hmm. those. I just found that uh, there was no cure. Wow. So to me, it was like my kind of first time. There was nobody to teach me, nobody to show me the way. 
I was just sort of like following my instincts and listening, reading some books and um, taking tips from wow. people who ate raw food for a long time. So they've mm -hmm. given me a lot of uh, ideas and recipes. Wow. And I just started there. And uh, while doing that, I shared, I shared every day what my kids were eating, how they were doing and all the progress, but just small wow. kind of uh, bites of it because I was still scared. I didn't know what's going to happen, right? Right. And I never really shared pictures along the way because I had no idea if I will be able to help them. I was too, I think, too afraid of being judged, mm, which wow. I kind of regret today. I kind of regret because <laughs> I could have done it. But at the very end, because uh -huh. it took several months, about five months for my daughter and um, wow. also my boys, Mm. they actually healed their eczema and then I shared uh, those results and wow. it just kind of blow up so much and a lot of people shared that story because and I think it was one of the first eczema stories that kind of uh, people have seen with their own eyes happen and unfold wow. in front of them Wow. So once that was shared, like among the, the Instagram, the Facebook, I started to receive so many emails, so many questions, and I just didn't know what to do with wow. them. So I, wow. I began to blog and, and then I decided to write an ebook. Um, that was uh, the reason because I just couldn't answer to all the emails and questions. So I just had one right. thing to give to people. Right. Mm -hmm. And from that point, it just became my mission. <laughs> wow. Wow. So take me back to when you started experimenting. Um, because as a mom, like my, my youngest is uh, lactose intolerant. And I think as an Asian woman, we in general can't handle lactose. I don't drink any milk or any of that other stuff. But um, I traditional medicine is what we're used to, right? Like traditionally yes. we take our kids to the doctor because in America it's very tough because they can uh, accuse you of medical kidnapping, um, which is if you don't agree with the traditional medicine and you, you deter from the recommendation from the traditional doctors and all that good stuff, they, wow. the child services can, um, can take away your kids because you're not properly quote unquote really taking okay, care so not <laughs> taking care of uh, your children per the professional's recommendation so i i you know i took my kid my my youngest to the doctor cuz he had this constant stomach pain and mm -hmm. around that time i started my own personal health and fitness journey roughly around 2013 and I refuse to accept the doctor saying that there's nothing wrong with them because I can hear and see my kid in pain. So I started doing that whole 30 diet for me and him. And then I started reintroducing stuff to him and it was that dairy. It was like, oh my gosh, I could be my own doctor for my own children. So when you went through that experiment, what type of experiment did you go through so that moms that are maybe going, you know, through the same uh, trenches as you during your early stages when you were discovering how to heal your own children. Um, did you, 
experiment with food or did you just immediately said no more of these other stuff will just be plant-based well it was very gradual because i think i had no knowledge and uh -huh. i had no experience in that mm. field so right. as i was changing their uh, menu i was kind of gradually removing things so the first and today it's very obvious that we yeah. let go of those kind of gluten sugar processed foods and that's the right approach yeah. and what i also teach today because i teach others how to do this people come right. to me i always um since some time i stick with the gradual slower process rather than mm. sudden change which is better which is just working better for the body so I was doing wow. that unintentionally and it was good mm. because this uh, helps not to really mess anything else up as you mm. can if you just jump ship too much too fast yeah yeah that so was awesome. gradually removing those foods and then discovering that I still don't see the results that I want to see that it's kind of helping only part helping right Right. And then just it just went down and down and down. And, and there were moments I was kind of in a little bit of uh, um, not conflict, but, you know, with the doctors. Yeah, we disagree. Yeah, uh -huh. We disagree. And I had to sign the refusal of taking the oral steroids for Maya because she was on the verge of developing asthma. It was like really very yes, it was scary for me because I had no idea uh, if I'm making the right choice. But just the steroid feels just so wrong to me. Like just, I know it helps. And it's sometimes in the emergency situation is the only thing we can do. Right. But it has its place. This, it has its place. But it's right. not something that we should use on a regular basis and rely on it. This is not the, the treatment. This is just a band-aid that you can put on for the time that you're bleeding and then you just rip it off. Uh, I mean, take it off, not rip it off. It's, but it's, if not, you, sus it's not sustainable, you know, it's a short-term fix. It's no, not going to. No. Mm -hmm. And the longer you use them, the more damage they cause because what they do, they just push things back into the body and just push them down and stuck them up. And the liver is just like overloaded with tons of toxins with those chemicals and then just wow. can't process anymore. Some people who come to me today, they are not responding to steroids anymore. The just steroid doesn't work anymore. And this is really bad uh, if you actually experience that. So is it like a severe, so those are pe people that come to you, do they come to you when it's really bad, really bad, like severe? Yes. When because there like is one of the, one of the problems is that diet is so hard to change. And we don't want to let go of like favorite things. So I think for most times pe people, and like I was the same, we think that we can, um, maybe it's not going to do that bad damage. And we kind of like try to avoid that difficult transformation mm. and just like, you know, like do everything around that we can until there's nothing else we can do. No more options no more options wow so tell my listeners about what your diet looked like before you discover this whole new world of raw food veganism and all these other stuff 
Um, I mean, I see your Instagram story and man, you got like loads of watermelons, loads of vegetables, fruits and stuff. And then it was cool how you actually showed a video of the person in front of you one day where it was profound to me to see the choices that they made in their basket and they, what they put on the conveyor belt, you know, at the checkout. Yeah. Um, I thought that was very, <laughs> and yeah, you, you know, like I'm sure you've gotten some people saying, Oh, you're judging other people and all that good. You always going to have haters, of right? Course. We all, we all do. And I heard this before where you can't, you're asking too much if you ask for no haters and success at the same time. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> it comes it's like a peanut okay. butter and jelly they come yes. together yes. right so well it actually means that we do something right exactly That's what I feel exactly like. you're doing something right when you got haters but tell the listeners what was your diet look like what were you feeding your kids before this okay so before 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 anything happened, uh, my diet was just, I thought, healthy, just regular diet with all the ingredients that we see in the store. Okay. I may not be very much into processed foods. I was always kind of homemade mm. uh, mama and just doing things myself. But I was just totally overusing oil, overusing sugar, abusing frying things, like just because my kids love pancakes, they loved... Um, uh, different like crepes you do like yeah. different things kind of like homemade donuts that's mm -hmm. not a healthy food even if you think it's homemade right mm. so there was plenty of dairy in our diet there was plenty of bread i was making my own homemade bread but it was bread there is yeast in it there is um salt in it right I don't say that I today just eat raw food and I just want to say it like right from those this from the start because that's uh -huh. what people sometimes have this misconception that we only eat raw and like this is so hard because it's tough to eat raw vegetables, right? That's not what it is. We eat some cooked foods and actually after those years I've been able to discover a process of helping people that does involve a lot of cooking a lot of cooked food and minimal amount of raw food but it's designed the way that our body is just more happy but it works so mm -hmm. we eat from that point eating everything we gradually change into eating a lot of fresh fruit vegetables mm. and also some the cooking is more like steaming vegetables. There, there are vegetables that we cook. So I don't mm. like eat that much of grains. I don't eat that much of uh, fat in my diet. Mm -hmm. But there are reasons for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the watermelons is just that... <laughs> My kids just love the watermelons when they are in season. They're so delicious and they just don't want to eat anything, almost anything else. Wow. So they like just gobbling up those watermelons and they are really good for you. They're very good for you and they have plenty of things in them. When you have seeds, then you have all the minerals and this water in watermelon is just so rich and so good for your body. Well, they eat wow. other, like they eat bananas, they eat berries, they eat uh, apples, but the watermelon is the king. Wow. So <laughs> you, you mentioned the seeds. Do you eat the mm -hmm. seeds? You don't pluck yes. them out? 
you can pluck them out and play. You can bite them, chew them. You can um, eat them. You can just uh, swallow them whole. It doesn't matter. Wow. I've seen in Thailand, and they make the because when I lived in Thailand, they make the packaged watermelon seeds to just crunch yeah. them, right? So yeah, they are very good. Uh, supplement it's natural supplement wow. in your diet so uh, you it's very it's very good to know that most of the seeds are kind of like a superfood right wow strawberry seeds are like if you chew them and like raspberry seeds um you can eat papaya seeds you just mm -hmm. dehydrate them i use them as a peppercorn wow. so a lot a lot of wow uh, you do that you can... yes you do that wow. if you eat like grape seeds you have this kind of like um rich minerals in those mm -hmm. seeds if you just eat them daily a wow. little bit it doesn't have to be like tons of them at once right because they're wow. not that tasty <laughs> no so do you yeah. have to bite on them is that the key you can't just like swallow them whole and do they if you do swallow them whole do you know if they break they, apart inside your body no 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 rather not probably very rare but usually not and then but you don't like we don't intentionally bite them they just kind of like one here and there we just crunch when we, whenever we eat or i make a smoothie and i sometimes for the smoothie i rather like take them out because i don't want too many but if there are like few inside yeah. then they just blend together and um, got it and they're very good for you <laughs> that's awesome wow so yes. that's all you guys eat in your whole um, household, including your husband? We eat, yeah, we eat basically, I would say 95% it's vegetables and fruits. When the fruits are dominant because the kids eat more, more fruits than like us adults. Mm -hmm. However, my day, if I would imagine my day without eating fruit, I would just feeling like dehydrated, dry old grandma. Cause like, I'm just kind of feeling like I need that water. <laughs> Mm, yeah so so with your fight against eczema mm -hmm. um i know that you're super successful at it you have classes that you teach other people is it like a niche yes. with moms or is it anybody there's no limit anybody that comes to you i think that could be for anybody i will probably make a little um split in the groups if i have moms versus adults however there is the thing there's the catch because people think that oh does the child i cannot really heal them as an adult but what i do when i approach and mother approaches me i actually transition yeah. the mother the same way oh. so the child is just learning along and healing along but wow. it's important for the mother to actually heal too Wow. So that's why even mother with children will like be in the group with adults. But those moms, those dads, they need to change their approach yeah. to help the child. Because this is, the eczema problem is not just a physical skin problem. It's mm -hmm. like the uh, holistic, um, I would say, um, problem even not of the person that is just having it. It's just mm. because it's a, it's in our emotions. It's related to our um, family members. It's very mm. deeply rooted in our body. And most people have that from they are born. Mm. I rarely meet someone who develops eczema as an adult. Usually mm. they have that since they are little and 
that's why the connection between mother and a child and parents is important too. So we, yeah, I work with that as well. Yeah, yeah, because you you you're saying it. It's genetic, right? It goes like beyond just that one person. Mm-hmm. And um, and a genetic lot is is not exactly how I would put it, genetic, but it becomes sort of genetic because it's trans um, transitioned. Yeah. Or like it's transmitted, right? One generation to another. Mm-hmm. Just because the real cause of eczema that many people don't know, it's uh, from how to say it's like our body is just not clean inside it's just polluted from different things and through generations we just weaken our digestive system and it's just like the digestive system is a sewer system in our body it's like in the house if you have sewer system blocked what happens Mm -hmm. not good (laughs) (laughs) so the same thing happens and uh, for eczema we have uh, usually the kidneys are not working well Usually our liver is overloaded, mm-hmm. our adrenals are really not in a good uh, shape. And that's what stops our body from regular detox because we wow. detox all the time. We detox right, right or on a daily basis. So when that stops, where that waste goes, it has to go somewhere, right? So then wow. uh, our skin just helps the kidneys who, that cannot process that waste and the skin shows the wow. stuff we actually should be thankful <laughs> because wow. if uh, if the skin would not take over we would just uh, get some kind of like poisoning and uh, toxemia really really bad and maybe just have brain problems i really don't know what would have happened so yeah so the skin God we have the skin so the skin tells you the story of what's going on inside yeah. your body is what you're saying yes Yes, wow. it's a, they're like a mirror of our internal problems. Wow, that is that is very interesting. So, I wanted to also ask you when you transition yes. slowly, because I cannot. And you and I talk about it too in private um, on the DMs, where I still eat meat, and you know, no matter what the differences in human beings, I think that it's so important to have a discussion, right? Because yes. I think that if you, if you look at the Americans and here in our homeland here, it is such a division between the de- Democrat and the Republicans, the vegans and the meat eaters. And it's like there's, <laughs> like there's this, you're supposed to be wrong if you don't agree with each other. But yeah. with you and me and our relationship, it's so friendly that we can actually have a human to human soul to soul discussion about this. So I think the mindset of people like me is that because I've tried it to have raw food all day and I'm always Uh hungry. Right. And you can't judge, (laughs) you can't judge the journey just with one day, obviously, like you said, you got to transition gradually and slowly. When you and your whole family transitioned into this new world of, you know, just being plant-based, were you guys always hungry all the time? And, and tell us about how that is now that you're used to this lifestyle. So, yes, and it's totally good reaction. You had the perfect reaction that everybody has and the feeling of hunger. It's not that the food doesn't have enough nutrients 
the feeling of hunger is that the uh, vibration of the food is different because mm. raw food has much higher vibration than cooked food and the meat and meat has wow. the lowest vibration so it just kind of grounds you down when you eat that and that's why i also include cooked food in my diet just because i just feel like if i eat too much raw i'm just kind of like too sort of like uh, high <laughs> like energy feeling, feeling yes the energy is high but sometimes this vibration is hard to even bear like you feel like wow. it's too much for me then the soup is kind of helping me just to like ground myself and that's what it does and then also like you know the especially grains they are expanding so when you eat the grains you just feel full and that feeling of fullness doesn't really come when you eat raw because there is nothing mm -hmm. to expand. Wow. So that's why you feel more hungry. But you can get used to that. However, I don't really recommend for anyone to just be 100% raw all the time. I don't. Mm -hmm. And this is why, the, the reason why is just because I think it takes so much practice to be happy there. Mm -hmm. And just to be raw because like it's a... Style that it's popular, or like do this because I just want to be like standing out or something, but just feeling unhappy, there's or mm. like just for health purpose, but for like being unhappy, that's not good because, mm -hmm. in a in a in a sense, it will just still cause some issues deep down because you'll be like holding back, right? So what uh, my kids went through because there was a period of time when they were mm -hmm. like push to eat raw because I, I I thought I have to and I think I didn't know better at the time mm -hmm. so I just uh given them other things wow. like we were traveling a lot we've been like going places and mm -hmm. they were having such good time because that was one kind of like one long summer wow. we left our home and we just traveled through wow. several countries in Europe from Poland to Portugal and we wow. spent a summer in Portugal and this whole five months allowed my daughter to heal her eczema wow. but because this food was very simple was easy to make we just traveled and the the whole thing we've been doing was taking mind off of that like she was not even caring anymore for like whatever like because she was so busy having fun in the water in the lakes because we were like from one uh, water source to another that's how our like trip was because the kids were little and they wanted just to be in the waters and have fun so wow. it was like just like kind of a uh, long vacation wow. and some people have struggled with that just because uh, food is so deep in our culture related to comfort to mm -hmm. like um having a meeting and just doing dinners together this is like get together thing right mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes a reward mm -hmm. so we just have those snacks and sweets as a reward mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard to change that very quickly that's why i always say like the slower the better and like gradually instead of removing things adding new things that we like and replacing this is better approach. wow wow I love that. And I love that you guys took that whole five months with a long vacation. I mean, that's like a dream of mine to be able to do that, even just within the States, because we have so much, crazy. <laughs> so much to see here. You know, like if you just go from 
national park to national park in America. I mean, we have so much to see and we take it for granted because we all want to go to Europe. We all want to go to Asia. We all want to go to Mexico. And yeah, um, and yeah, I've done it, Karin. I never told you, I think, because I've done a trip around the States in 30 days with my husband. New wow. York, California and back. And wow. we've seen all those places. So I know what you're talking about. It's yeah. amazing. Well, yeah. it was before the kids, before the kids, it was like, yeah. So what does so, your husband do? Does he work with you in, in this arena? Yes. So okay. he is my uh, backstage person. He's uh, always underneath all my uh, technical, he's the technical uh, specialist, right? So he's the website designer. He knows how to do all those things that I don't. Yeah. So we like very much um, complete each other. I do the wow. front, he does the back, and then he also helps with the kids massively. Wow. So and, you uh, guys, this is your source of income, it's the social media, right? Uh, right now it's this, plus we are also in a little bit uh, supporting ourselves from uh, apartment rentals. So oh, cool. We, we, yeah, we host Airbnb. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah, That's great. And yes. Wow. I love what you represent. I love the things Thank that you're you. doing. And I see a lot of, a ton of success stories and before and afters are my favorite, right? Especially when you look at the kid just suffering from this whole, I mean, you could see their face without yes. even, without even knowing them and just looking at the portrait and you could oh, just see how much suffering they go through suffering. just having it's like almost a a different layer of skin that's like that's like a parasite attaching to their clear skin right and exactly i just sometimes think like why they don't come earlier around that information because it's not a secret it's not a secret but we just like those uh simple um not simple we like the um, the instant solutions right that's what we like we are used to having a pill that heals quickly a, a quick remedy that's what we are used to having and that's what we ask in the doctor's office and sometimes i used to in the past blame the doctors because they don't advise you on the diet they don't advise you to change they never do stuff they never do but you know why because we ask for instant help if they told us to change the diet instead of giving us pills, they first of all would not sell those uh, medications. But then secondly, like a lot of people will be like, what are you, a doctor, you're not going to help me? That's true. <laughs> so we expect that quick fix. We expect that and that's what we get. And uh, this is not a quick fix. But if you act early on, people act like uh, at the beginning, they would just get away with some slight changes like just mm. uh let's say getting off dairy gluten sugar and processed foods and they they would be wow. probably happily doing some homemade stuff even keeping the grains but there is certain level in that whole thing when we just sort of like make damage that big that we cannot tolerate grains anymore and that's wow. the moment when the real terrible eczema just starts to spread all over the body and then people just don't know what to do they fall into some cravings and they just damage it more. And it's like this whole, it's, it's crazy. They I just, just kind dig. of understand that from like inside out. <laughs> yeah. They just dig the, the, the hole deeper, a deeper 
dark hole, right? Um, yes. But it's still possible to fix even there. Okay, even cool. There. Cool. So you have no medical background, no dietitian background, none of those, no. none of those schooling, none of those medication. You're essentially a self-taught, self-proclaimed, um, and you are building this war against eczema. Now, yes. my question to you becomes, in terms of that, um, is that do you get a lot of hate mails, hate emails, hate messages from those medical practitioners that disagree with you? And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure people disagree because no matter how great you become, like we said, we talked about originally here earlier, that we're always getting, we're not going to please everybody, right? No, no, because there's like, no, no, nobody is there. Uh, like you cannot be the every flavor, right? You're young, you can be vanilla or you can be yep. uh, mint, but you can't be all the flavors together because it doesn't have good taste. Work doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work. I actually like. I don't. I think on my social media platform, I don't go that path that much because I tried mm -hmm. and it's like you said then all the nurses all the kind of uh, people who are just in the field and they they think or they 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 know better they know better we we tend to show how how good we look but we don't see the dietary requirement that because I think it has to do also with diet and they work hand in hand with your workout do you have any dietary discipline that you follow or is there any advice you can give to moms so yeah so i do share um, more of my food on my stories so it can be found um mm. i share some of my meals throughout the day or different meals. see money as a bad like something bad like has a negative connotation to it We've always seen it as we need to work hard so we can have money, so we can have freedom, you know? So, but there's a lot of, of women and, and people in general that are scared of that topic. So I'm glad she mentioned it. I am too. And I'm glad that we're starting to talk about it. And it's, you know, we want to have women and business owners be comfortable with that topic because you're right. Money gives you more options. If you're making more money in your business, not only do you have more options as a business owner, but if you're a giver like I am, you have more options on places you want to give. To make a difference. And you can give that money in different ways to impact different moms or different, you know, mom and kid. Um, I do a lot of mom and kid charity events. You know, okay. you can choose which events you want to give your time to or give your money to when you have more resources. Yeah, right? it's a resource. And then within your own family and within your own network, if someone's having a hard time and you need to give or you need to share something or you need to provide something bigger as your kids get older and they start to graduate and you're paying for their college. Yeah. You know, we have, if we have that money and those options, we have a lot more freedom and flexibility in our life. But yeah. if we're always struggling for that money and then we're not talking about it, we're struggling to even talk about it. Right. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. 